The Source of Truth is an audio recording of Pastor Ronnie Love sharing Christian encouragement and biblical truth. We hope this podcast can help make your path a bit brighter today. Psalms 119.105 says, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Good morning and welcome to the Source of Truth podcast and we're glad you're with us this morning. And we're glad you've taken time on this Tuesday to take some time into the Word of God. And whether you're watching this live right at 11 o'clock or whether you're catching this later on audio or video, uh, we are so glad you're with us. And, and if you are somehow catching this brand new through maybe our live stream, through YouTube or Facebook, um, there's a large amount of content. We've been doing this since pretty much a few weeks into the quarantine back in last March. And so there's devotionals from Proverbs, there's devotionals from several chapters in the book of Psalms. Um, And so if you're interested at our website, bensalembaptist.org, there's a page dedicated to this podcast. It has the audio versions of all of these different uh, devotionals you can download. It has the video archive of them and all located in one place. You can also find all of this um, through a podcast, whether Apple Podcast or Spotify or Amazon or TuneIn. Um, You can find it that way and obviously, Search back on the archives between YouTube and Facebook. You can find them there as well. Uh, We're just glad you're with us. One quick prayer request. Uh, Many of you, uh, especially part of our church, are familiar with Leonard Luca. You know, yesterday uh, his wife went to be with the Lord. And uh, I had the time, or I have to say the privilege, but the privilege to be with them as uh, he chose to take her off the ventilator, which was the right move. And, And a very short period of time later, she slipped peacefully into the hand of God. Uh, we talked about that. I got to tell you, the testimony in the room was absolutely amazing. And as I watched, and as I watched a man of God just trust God, and we talked about the fact that his, his, his wife, her, Kyle's mom, is now in the presence of Jesus. And I tell you, it just, it just kind of made eternity and Jesus and all that something so real. He always is, but something about that. And be in prayer for that family. And the time of loss like this is complicated. And God's grace has been so real. Their testimony has been so strong. But I pray you continue to pray for them during this time. Uh, today we're going to be in Genesis chapter 41 as we continue in our study and our, our walk through the life of Joseph and what we've called living, a dream, living the dream. And uh, we've been going off of the last several episodes. And, and in fact, we took a kind of a sabbatical to an extent from the verse by verse through Joseph. And we took some time to talk about the will of God. We talked about learning the will of God. We talked about making right decisions in the will of God. We talked about staying in the will of God. So today we're going to blend the two of those thoughts together. Yesterday we talked about in due season. And in due season was frankly coming down to the idea that to trust God in the center of his will, you have to trust his timing. Probably the hardest, at least for, for me and others, the more difficult kind. We trust God, but we wonder about the timing sometimes. And it just digs us deeper into the sovereignty of God. This morning, or this, yeah, this morning we're going to talk about another unique aspect of the will of God as we see exhibited in the life of Joseph. And so let's go ahead and look at the scriptures in Genesis chapter 41 and verse number 46. The Bible says this, And Joseph was 30 years old when he stood before Pharaoh, king of Egypt. And that's where we get the the truth that he was in this transition from the time he was given the vision. The Bible says earlier in the chapters that he was 17 years old when he was given the visions from God, and now he's 30. So there was 13 years between these two times um, where he he went through, and we look at think, ah, 30s young, no big deal, 13 years of imprisonment, of slavery, of convinced your dad believes you're dead, all these different battles and struggles to go through for the cause of, for God, for, to follow the vision, to, to have faith.
faith in Jesus, some of us struggle having it for more than a, a month or two, and he went 13 years, and as far as we know, God never um, reminded him of the vision. He held true to what God had told him. And so we continue in that same verse, in verse 46, and Joseph went out from the presence of Pharaoh and went throughout all the land of Egypt. And in the seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth by handfuls. And he gathered up all the food of the seven years, which were in land of Egypt, and laid up the food in the cities. The food of the field, which was round about every city, laid he up in the same. And Joseph gathered corn as the sand of the sea very much until he left numbering, for it was without number. And unto Joseph there were born two sons before the years of famine came, which Asenath, the daughter of Potipharah, the priest of On, bare unto him. And Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh, for God, uh, for God said he, hath made might me forget all my toil and my father's house. The name of the second called he Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. Now we look at this. I, what we're seeing now is we're, uh, we're seeing the end of the trials uh, aspect to it where he is, and he's gone from, we've mentioned several times, he was thrown into a pit, he was sold into Potiphar's house slavery, into prison, 13 years of this, and then he stands in the presence of Pharaoh. In a relatively short period of time, he goes from being a prisoner in the king's prison to being the second most powerful man in the world. The only person more powerful than him in this known world at the time was Pharaoh himself. And he, he was given all kinds of blessings, which would which include numer, uh, innumerable wealth, um, value. Now, it's interesting, the Bible talks about him putting on the last few sections certain clothings in the ring. Well, why was that so important? that he had to have certain types of clothing put on, had to have the ring put on. Please remember, there was no Fox News, CNN, CBS, NBC. There was no television. There was no social media. How else would the, uh, the everyday person recognize or know that the one coming was one of royalty, was one of great importance? And, and frankly, I'm sure he might have looked different than his Egyptian counterpart. And so he's going through, and, and they don't know who he is. They recognize Potiphar and or, or Pharaoh, and so he's going through, and obviously an entourage telling people to kneel, telling them to recognize this is um, this new man. He's, he's this new second in command, and, and then they would. But the linen, the clothing, and the ring were very much signifying who he was. You know, and if you've ever watched some of the older TV shows, when it, movies, when it comes to kings and how they would communicate, they would use that ring often, a ring or something like it that would you know, put wax on a, on a note and they would stamp it. You would know it was from him. And if it was, if it was broken before it got to the other person, you knew there was a problem. And so there was a lot signifying in the what he was given, and what he wore, and all that meant. I'm telling you, that's, that's important for, for, you know, as we look at that, that uh, it was obvious to the people coming through, this man was no longer a prisoner, this man was no longer, and as they looked at him, it was an obvious change. And I, you can make a very simplistic application to us that when we come to Jesus, please, I want you to understand something. Sometimes I think what happens is we say when we come to Jesus, we have to start doing all these things to be accepted and be look like a good Christian. Can I tell you how it really happens? When we come to Jesus, Jesus begins to give us a new look. Jesus gives us a new life. Jesus gives us a new heart. Jesus gives us a sanctified life. None of that comes from us working. None of that comes. Now, I know we can go, and it's true, to James, faith without works is dead, which is true. Let me tell you what it not. The works is not proving the faith. The faith produces the works. See, what happens is we get this idea that my, my Christianity is um, action-based. I better be good enough to do what God wants me to do, be accepted by God. It's performance-based, really. That's not true. 
But if I'm truly saved, God will begin to do something in my life that changes me, transforms me into something that I was not before because I have the Holy Spirit. There is a grave difference between the two of those. And frankly, those who experience the transformation of power of the Holy Spirit are excited about it. And they, one, they're usually willing to tell others about it but unashamed about what God's done. Now, so we look down here and we see, really what we're going to see is the fulfillment of the will of God. We, I, I stated that I believe that one of the things we can see is that the reason God placed Joseph through all of this was ultimately to make sure that his chosen, his chosen people, the Jewish people, would have been saved, which was done through this famine. So Joseph gets up, he gets put in place, and I want to look at three things about the will of God that I think uh, are, we need to know when we understand. We talked about in due season. Well, that is, this is the due season for Joseph. So what do we see on the other side? What are some things that we can look forward to in this situation? So the first thing, I, I didn't write them down. I'm trying to think if I can remember exactly how we look at it. The first thing was the, excite, the, um, the completion, the work of the, that's what it was, the work of the will of God. So Joseph comes out and begins the process um, in seven, verse 47, and in seven plenteous years, the earth brought forth handfuls and he gathered them up. All the food of the seven years, which in the land of Egypt, and laid up foods in the city, and the food of the field, which was round about the city, he laid up in the same. So he made a plan, and obviously it was the plan he told Pharaoh, listen, for seven years we're going to have more, more than we could ever imagine. We need to set it up, because in seven years we're going to have seven years of the, one of the worst famines we've ever seen. There was a great preparation. It was the work of the ministry. It's the work of God's will. It is what God placed him there for, to protect this area, to protect Israel, to protect all of what's going on. For the furtherance, really, of that area, God placed him there for a reason. This was the working of God's will. This was what he was there for. He went through all of the problems to get here for this purpose. Now, can I give you a side policy that's a great thing? We could, and I've heard people in the area of finance refer to this. Joseph showed a lot of wisdom, but we can show wisdom too. I think we live in a day in the area of finances and a lot of other things where we are so busy living for the day that we don't think about tomorrow. We don't think about tomorrow in finances. We don't think about tomorrow in our relationships. We don't think about this tomorrow in our decisions. We don't think about tomorrow in a lot of things. And then 10 years now, we look back and say, man, I feel like I've wasted so many years. Everything we do now influences, affects, and puts a lot of heat into what happens 10, 15 years down the road. Um, every, decision you, every decision you want to, you know, the big things you want to happen now are influenced by the decisions you make now. Great athletes who accomplish great things didn't just decide to do it when they went to college. It's something they worked for. Uh, wealthy people have planned for years to get to where they were. They didn't spend it all right now. Now, I get that's a bit of a side note, but it is a really great principle to pull from this, planning, thinking ahead, using great wisdom. But this was the work of the ministry. So when we get to where God has us to be, that doesn't mean we're going to get there and say, I never have to work. No, actually, probably the busiest part for Joseph happened. But he's had, 30, you know, he's had several years in prison just to wait. At this point, God said, this is what you're here for. Go. And he did it. And he, he, he honored God. He honored his, his king Pharaoh at that time. He, he, blessed, he was used to bless the land. And ultimately, we'll talk about later, his family. All of this as a result of his work of the ministry. And um, let me go down and see if I can get to the next section. Verse 50. And unto Joseph were born two sons before the famine came. Now, what we'll see in a minute here, we're going to talk a bit. Actually, let's go ahead and read it all. They're born two sons before the year the famine came, which was... Asenath, the daughter of Potiphar, a priest of On, barren to him, and Joseph called the name of the firstborn Manasseh. 
For God said, He hath made me forget my toil in all thy father's house, and in the second called Ephraim. For God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. So we saw the working in the ministry. Number two, when you see the blessings in the will of God, the work of the will of God, the blessings in the will of God. There are going to be seasons. We've talked about this. Good seasons, bad seasons. I mean, good night. I heard that later this week there's a potential other storm, maybe a nor'easter coming again. And, and I, I, I might not be the only person who's just done with snow. Uh, but it's coming, coming again. It is what it is. Uh, we can really get frustrated easily by. We can, you know, here's what I'm trying to do. Remember that Thanksgiving or November, December, January were really light months and we're only getting one month of this. That's really what I'm trying to remember as we focus to this time. But we can see that there is the working of, and the planning for God's will, the working of God's will. In this case, there's the blessing. When we remain faithful in due season, you shall reap if you faint not. And that's what we strive for. God's promise, God's blessing, that's what we strive for. But you know, there's a third thing here is there's the healing in the will of God. He was given two sons. And don't you find the interesting point of the name? The first son he named Manasseh. For God says, he hath made me forget all my toil in all my father's house. Isn't it amazing how uh, the first thing he does is he names him saying, because of how good God has been, I can look back and not be influenced and I can forget all of the past, including my father's house. That's a pretty strong phrase, to be honest with you. The second one, he named Ephraim, for God hath caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction, in the least likely place, in the place that I've been a prisoner, in a place that a Hebrew should never be, because of how God worked it, I have been fruitful in the, in the last place you can think. Uh, the healing of God's will. You know, if you stay fruitful, you stay faithful, you stay fruitful, you do everything you can, do your best, keep going, not all of it's going to make sense. Not all of it's going to work the way you want it to. Not all of it's going to be easy. But when you wait faithfully upon God, when he finally begins to, you see it all work together, and he was only 30 at the time, you begin to see it working together then you'll understand how, God, how much God loved you, how much God cares for you, and how much God can use you to further His will. And in the middle of that, bring great blessing and great healing. May we remain faithful and trust in God and love Him during these times and in whatever time, you, whatever season you might find yourself in. Thank you so much for taking time to join us uh, today as we've taken some time in God's Word. We hope this was a help and uh, we hope you have a great afternoon and uh, hope you keep safe as we continue through this wonderful, intriguing February weather. Looking forward to spring. We hope you have a great afternoon and we look forward to seeing you next time.